0: What's up, Grind Timers out there? Yes, it is time. Grind Time with Darren McCarty. I am your host, four-time Stanley Cup champion of your Detroit Red Wings, Darren McCarty, and I have a special, special edition. We're continuing on our uh, Grind Time veterans episodes of awareness for PTSD and suicide. Um, Thanks again uh, to Mike, uh, Angel, and Steven for their help today. Uh, To my left, obviously, you know him as a business development fan. guy for grind time with darren mccarty but mm-hmm. also army veteran um let me introduce you to my two guests uh jason Zilke, who is a friend of uh our sergeant dan o'connor um he's a disabled uh, army vet since 1996 who's worked with disabled american veterans Helping them with the following from filing out paperwork, issues related to PTSD, matters concerning vets, advocate for veterans' rights. Uh, welcome, Jason. Thank and you. Al- and also, Stephanie Zarb. Stephanie's a former U.S. Air Force officer who fights government policies affecting vets in Michigan. She specializes in helping vets with all matters, whether it's PTSD, benef- benefits, school. Advocate for Michigan veterans who have uh, worked with many veteran crises, as we said in the veteran culture stephanie stresses to call the va crisis line when you're in trouble the va saved her and her husband's life and that's what we're here to talk about today thank you all for joining me here on grind time these are the little things um the important things that we talk about to me because they're the real deal and uh stephanie let's start with you um thank you for not only your service but for what you do Um, in your post-service career for the veterans. We want to tell the Grind Time audience a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, uh, what you do, and then uh, I'll save the good stuff I'm going to ask you for after. But thank you again for coming.
1: Sure. Uh, Well, I'm originally from Redford, Michigan, which I think actually
0: you are as well. Redford, Livonia, yeah.
1: A little little crazy. Love it. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I spent six years on active duty in the Air Force, did a couple deployments, and then really unexpectedly got out of the service. I ended up having a little bit of a medical condition, so I kind of lost my career when I wasn't planning on it. And I figured I'd be all right, but I came back to Michigan, and it was 2011, right in the midst of the recession. And I think like many Michiganders, it was kind of a rough time to be here. And things fell apart for me pretty quickly, and I was getting pretty uh, depressed. Couldn't find a job. Had no idea there were veteran benefits out there at all. Nobody tells you any of this stuff when you're leaving the service.
0: That's a, you know that's a similarity with uh, you know the NHL as a player. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? You're gone, and here's you know whatever six months severance of, of medical, and then you know bye bye. Good luck. <laughs> well, I think you know
2: something else that we had talked about was the, and it's kind of weird on its face is the similarities between veterans and professional athletes like I never looked at it that way um but as you both know as I know you're around these people you do all these things with them for years all of a sudden it's over they go you go it's tough and you know
1: and you really have no idea it's going to happen right right. like you think it's going to be great like you're excited like yeah I'm gonna have my life back and be able to do whatever I want right and then you realize like it's really not that great and all these people that have been there they have been your best friends through you know stuff you can't even explain to anyone else right. and it's all gone and it, it's pretty overwhelming actually and it and i think i really like to stress that that's something that all veterans go through so in veteran culture we put a lot of emphasis we've come a long way with ptsd and saying like you know um instead of it's a sign of weakness like we understand a lot more about why it happens But we still sort of put this emphasis on, you know, hardcore combat veterans can have PTSD. You know, as a female Mm -hmm. veteran, everyone always asks me if my disability is related to military sexual trauma, which it's not. But there's just sort of this perception um, that you have to have seen hardcore combat time to have this experience coming out of the military. But it's actually really universal. I think all veterans go through this to some degree.
0: Well, I think it's universal to people. You know, for, I never thought PTSD, and I was like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you know, when I did with a therapist and sit down and, and really, no, you are have hardcore signs. So that's what I want people to know. Let's stop. And say, as a human being, you're probably gonna have some post-traumatic stress. It's just at what level, so mm-hmm. that it's not a ranking service. So with you, Jason, um, and you, you know, you were a disabled vet, and I, I love your story. The way you told it to me is that, you know, you, you were disabled and you wanted to help out other guys. You didn't care what the paycheck was, and you just right. went and did it. So tell us a little bit about well, how about, you got in. I
3: think it was about 12 years ago. I got laid off from my previous job. Went back through Volk Rehab. And, uh, as I was finishing up school, my, my veterans counselor, he suggested that I do, um, the, uh, inter it's not like an internship, but it's like, you go and you, you're helping out with like a service org and they, the government pays you like $7 an hour tax free money, whatever. So I went and did that. I walked into the DAV, and I was talking to one of the national service officers. I was in there for five minutes and I knew more in five minutes than I did in 15 years prior just from the questions they were asking me about benefits and what I should have applied for and things of that nature.
0: So what do you, so what do you impress upon, um, the veterans that are out there to, cause you're available for their services or that that's what you do is yep. that you advocate and you are the one that they go, Hey, Jason, um, I just came out of this. Like you're the one that helps them with the answers. Right. So th- right,
3: basically what we do is we, we advocate for the veteran, we help them get the proper paperwork filled out. We help them file their claim we help them when that claim comes back if they get denied for some reason we direct them in the right direction as to what's missing
0: dude I just got oh. like that that's stressful stuff yeah. you know, and even for veterans and it makes sense is that the awareness and to talk about it because I hate that stuff you're, you're bringing <laughs> up paperwork and I just had to do my taxes the other day oh. um, which, which is <laughs> no it's fine because at least I'm doing them right. <laughs> right? Start. They're, they're, well you know there there's a right. few years I miss that's in the back, right. but I'm good. Yeah. But it's it's the fact that that stresses me out. So what I try to do with with grind time here is that that if I don't do something or like it, well, I hope one of my guys or one of my girls or one of the people they that's in their wheelhouse. So the fact that they the first step is just to come to you and say, right. hey, oh, I, I, I hate need some paperwork.
3: help. I absolutely hate it. Yeah. I hate writing legal briefs. I don't like going into the, into the courtroom and talking to the judges but I do it because it helps veterans. Right? See and that's so. and that's
0: the thing where you suck it up. Yeah. Now how about like Stephanie you have a different where you're I look at you Jason because you're more in the trenches where you're on the front line cuz you're you're the one Stephanie that's is going to you know get in the governor's grill or ask <laughs> these questions. Now I mentioned before because I, I said well it's it's these questions to ask or what is it that people out there what do we need to know or or who's got the answers that we need to get answers from
1: so unfortunately no one is the answer because it depends on what you need and I think that's what makes it so incredibly hard especially here in Michigan Michigan veterans actually lag behind our peers in every other state we are we have one of the worst veteran systems here in the state so of Michigan how do we change that well our state government absolutely has the power to change it. So we actually spend more on veteran services than other states, but we get less for what we spend our money on. It's and like being
0: in Canada, man. It's like exchange rate. It <laughs> sucks. It
1: really does. It really does suck.
0: <laughs> I mean, not when you're American going back, but when you're bringing it back no, over. Like-
1: yeah. No, it's exactly, it's really unfair. And one of my biggest frustrations has been that we've spent all this money to build a call center. Well, there's 13 call centers veterans can call if they're in trouble. And I can talk about, I think there's two that veterans really know, need to know about, and then there's a bunch of other ones that, probably which, really do, need to know which
0: ones do they need to know about so i think the there's two.
1: two phone numbers that veterans really need to know in the state of michigan the first one is the va crisis line so i know it's gotten some bad press over the years and unfortunately as veterans we really do ourselves a disservice when we talk bad about these services sure bad things happen but i've called the va crisis line many times for other veterans who are in crisis and the thing is if you do call the crisis line which it used to be called the suicide line now we call it crisis says it supposedly feels better at I don't know. But um, if you do call the crisis line, they have this ability to actually call the VA and let them know you're coming and let them know why you're coming. And I've actually had them go so far is have volunteers meet veterans in crisis at the door to walk them into a private room to do paperwork. Um, And if you have someone like me that kind of knows the system a little bit, like I can give a heads up to my friend and enrollment that you're coming so we can streamline some of your paperwork and try to get you in the door of the VA. So that's a really important phone number that I think everyone needs to have and they're going to, I guess, sure. it yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. put it on. I the don't know how this technology works, yeah, but I've been told it's going to be bad, Either so. do
0: I, but we got you. <laughs> so I, I really...
1: I can't recommend it highly enough. If you're a veteran, you're in crisis. If you go to your local ER, that is an option. <clears throat> They're not going to know how to get you in the VA system. If you are a veteran and you're in crisis, call in the Veterans Crisis Line. And when I say veteran, a lot of people don't know the actual definition of a veteran.
0: Well, please tell everybody. So this definition. is where
1: things in the veteran world get really fun, right? Because we have a federal definition, which is sort of the VA definition, mm-hmm. which is 38 CFR, which I'm sure by Eddie... Super amazing veteran service officer is gonna know all about that. We have a state definition of what a veteran is. And then your county actually has a definition as well. But for VA purposes, if you are a veteran in crisis, there's actually now been new legislation written that they will treat you if you're in crisis, whether or not you're VA eligible or service connected. And so I really recommend if you're a veteran in crisis, you start there. That's a that's a way to kind of get into the system. There's another great phone number too that people can call, and it's the VFW National Home for Children. It's been here in Michigan for over 100 years. It's run by the VFW, so I know I got the no, DAV. Okay. I'm a VFW member, hey, so we're, all we're just better, gonna have so. to be all right
0: here. It, 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 and here's my po- my whole thing is I don't care how we get there because mm-hmm. it's not about the it's not about the credit, and and we don't have to worry about there's not enough money in it to, to because everybody uh, they do it for the goodness of the hearts. So I don't care how somebody gets the information. You guys don't care how the informations get. But what right. what I'm hearing from you, Stephanie, is is that we need some sort of, general like a a come together under one
1: so we had it
0: we did we did
1: have it I actually and I'm partial I I worked for it and ran it for a number of years we had the buddy-to-buddy volunteer veteran program run by the University of Michigan you know these really smart U of M faculty members I'm a Michigan state grad right so it breaks my heart a little bit to admit this but absolutely the smartest people when it came to veteran veteran suicide veteran crisis veteran families running all these evidence-based programs many of them are actually national um but uh, the Buddy to Buddy Volunteer Veteran Program it was all staffed by veterans. We knew all these people. We got to know the people in our, lo- in our local communities to help make those what we call warm handoffs and connections. Uh, but we we were part of the line item veto uh, thing that happened this year with the budget, and so the Buddy to Buddy program is no longer around. So because
0: it got um, it got it got for camp. one
1: of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is a rounding error in the state budget, it no longer exists. Which is why i now recommend even though so it used to be that you call the program and a veteran from your local community would go have a cup of coffee with you and help you understand and we would get to know our local service officers and our local services um, but that's no longer here so the next best thing i think is the vfw national home for children has a hotline but the hotline is staffed by social workers and so if you're in crisis call the va crisis line if you're not in crisis but you're looking for housing resources or you're looking for um, sort of like uh, financial assistance to get through a hard time, those sorts of things, the VFW National Home for Children, you can talk to an actual licensed social worker that can help you start making those connections. There are 500 nonprofits here in Michigan that serve veterans. So if you're a veteran and you have an issue, whether it's a financial issue or you're homeless or your children have issues and you don't know how to find a counselor that understands the military lifestyle. The next best thing I think is the VFW home for children's hotline. Also, if you are a a veteran family and you are homeless, the VFW national home for children has, oh, I should look this up like 50 homes that veterans can live in for, for free for three years to get back on their feet. And you don't have to be so the the eligibility requirements, you just have to have served and, uh, and so I think it's really important that people know that that's there because, that's you know, if we've got homeless veterans and ho- we have the children of veterans who've served almost, honorably who are sleeping on the streets here in Michigan tonight, and here's this amazing resource. And it's not an apartment. It's an actual home that's maintained by the VFW, three-bedroom, two-bathroom, single-family home, wow. which is pretty yeah, amazing. I mean, and,
0: and if you, whether it's yourself or you know of somebody or, you know, that, that, that that's the thing is to communicate and, and to reach out. So, okay. Jason, the one, the one thing is, is – why i wanted to have you here is not only because you're in the middle of the fight but you're you knew dan and we talked to dan o'connor sergeant dan o'connor right. who passed away um unfortunately his sleep uh what month and a half ago or so yeah. anyways um and you and i were talking and it's you knew dan really well because you you guys sort of were on the same what? mission but
3: I wouldn't say I knew him really well. I mean, I you knew uh, you knew I I I met him and he was like a friend instantly. Well, that's the whole. I helped him. I helped him with his claim. Let let me hold on. (laughs) Let me read
0: because Dan and if you go by duration of time that is known is very small. Except that in that small time, Mm -hmm. you know, he's one of those people that you know for a long time. But when we when you and I were talking the other day. He's one of the first veterans that you knew that you've worked with, and
3: you know, like it hit home. It hit home. I've been doing this for nine years, and it hit home. So I
0: want, and I want you to talk about that, you know, just about how it hit home or how to, you know, to process it, because I think that with all our different experiences, you know, it's it's how we do it. I think that the life experience. I'm going to ask you next because you mentioned those VA numbers because it saved you. It yes. saved your husband. Right. So we're not just talking about, hey, here's a number, call them, I don't know what the hell they do. It worked for me. It's the same thing as when you talked to me about cannabis and why it's the biggest misnomer and how, you know, like the Canada, right, all the veterans and whatever the government takes care of, if they need a prescribed for their PTSD or whatever, the cannab- whatever is all on board. Here it's different, I understand, because federally. I'm not getting involved in that, <laughs> but my red wing is off and the plant is there because it saved my life and you can't you you can argue with me and then look at pictures and say whatever it is I just want to go from because where how you process that and how as with what you do because you're in the fight in a different way Right?
3: Yeah, I think I I get to know a lot of the veterans because they come in, we help them with their paperwork. They call us, they thank us, or they call and they yell at us because we did, they didn't get what they wanted. And it's like, well, we don't have the evidence. I can't make the evidence Right. It. But like with with a lot of the veterans, it's like I get close to them, but I understand you know they're they're older, you know they're they're Vietnam era or right. or they 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 come in and they're like I have cancer, and it's like I kind of put up a wall. So I know. Okay, I don't want to get too close to this veteran because I know
0: they're gonna they're gonna be gone. So right. Which, may, which Which No, no. Which yeah. makes sense, and that's a yeah. hu- that's a human reaction. And yeah. how many more times do you see that? I mean, it's just almost right. almost like hospice. Yeah. You know, a lot of the ways which takes my, my wife's neonatal neonatal um, intensive care nurse, right? Which is right. the preemie babies, which is their special people to do all different oh, yeah, special right. jobs. You know, at the end of people's lives or to do what you do so yeah you got close to dan
3: yeah with dan it was kind of i met dan through a friend that i actually that i've known for a long time and it just kind of it was one of those things where he's like oh you help veterans with their claims i'm i'm doing my claim can you help me with mine and it was i'd stop by his house drop off paperwork take down i don't do that for everybody so (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) just so we're clear that's exactly uh, that's how special dan was
3: (laughs) But yeah, I just I helped him with his claim, and he was always talking about his daughters and his wife and how much he loved them. And he was he invited. He told me, "I'm going to have you over. We're going to have some some venison on the grill, and you know, Mother. just right. yeah, just a great guy." Yep. And then open Facebook, and he's gone. The reality just, of life. Yeah, it's, you just don't you don't expect it. He's younger than I am. Yeah. I don't expect that. Every day's not guaranteed. So, mm-hmm. and that just it kind of just it hits home.
0: Well, here's the one thing I want people to understand, right? We we're, we're we're talking and and we all agree that with PTSD and suicide and stuff, you got to yeah. get outside yourself. We got to talk about it. And then and in doing that, along the way, life's going to happen and take people away from us naturally or when it's not their time and it's not right, it's not wrong. It just is. But the people that are left behind, what I found is if I get it out, right, if I get it out and say, you know what, I'm not good, and this sucks, and I don't want to talk about it, okay. But when you do, when you're done feeling like that and you want to get out of that mood, then this is what you need to do. The toughest part, talking with Josh Kraszewski from Michigan Warriors in the last episode is that they saw the signs with Damien and stuff, and they all reached out and they all called, and all the Warrior yeah. guys, and they all did everything you're supposed to do to when your buddy's into. They send a uh, police for a wellness check, and yeah. you know, hands are tied, and then just like anything else, you know, you realize that when when the pain, the mental, and the spiritual is all gone, and that's all you have. You know, like you're going to make a decision because at the end of the day, whether you're an athlete or you're a military person, you got there and you are strong because of your, your conviction and, and right or wrong, it doesn't matter. So the fact that we're talking about it and the fact that, you know, Stephanie, you have experience and you said that you use the VA to call it out. I want to read, uh. You credit author Sebastian Junger for helping you through some very dark times of possibly saving your life. When you're in the military, they train you to kill and instill the military attitude in you. But when you return, civilian life is very difficult to let go of all that training and attitude. This is what many veterans struggle with and can lead to suicidal thoughts. 100%, I can read that statement and say, that's me. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, what book?
1: Uh, so actually, uh, I'd recommend his TED talk. Uh. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs>
0: so Sebastian Younger's TED talk.
1: So he has a, a theory, and I think it, it it was really meaningful to me, and it, it really said a lot to me. But I also want to give credit to Dave Thomas, who's also a DAV yep. service officer, who actually did save my life. Um, but Sebastian Younger talks about how a lot of people think, you know, what's wrong with these military veterans, and why are they dying, and that's important. But the other thing he points out is, you know, when you're in the military and and you have the sense of camaraderie and the sense of brotherhood and it's there every single day and you understand what it's like to live in a community where people care about you and then you you go out into the civilian world and it's cold and it's lonely right. and maybe the question we should be asking is what can we learn from the military about having that sense of community about getting off of social media and going to golf outings or going and doing things together and yeah. grilling together because those communities are what hold people together and for a lot of veterans it's losing that community that's so hard even harder than the things that done and the things they've seen. And so I think that that that's really important. And then I also want to give credit to Dave Thomas, who is a DAV service officer He lives in Arizona yep. now. I don't know if, if you knew Well, I know he used Dave. to be
3: the commander down in church. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: So yep. Uh, Dave Great Thomas guy. was an, uh, just an amazing guy. And I had actually I'd known Dave for probably two years at the time, and I was the program manager for the Buddy Buddy program, and I, I toured t- t- all over the state of Michigan talking about veteran issues. And helped a lot of veterans, but I refused to get help myself because I was an Air Force officer, I was a female veteran, I was an aviator, so I wasn't really, you know, I deployed, but I hadn't, I didn't really even consider myself a veteran in any meaningful way. I was just trying to give back to a community that had done so much for me. And I was sitting across from Dave Thomas one day, and Dave Thomas uh, served in Vietnam. His entire division was wiped out. He was the only survivor, and he had lost his legs in Vietnam. And he, he was a Marine. He is the most hardcore legitimate veteran on the planet. And he sat across from me and he looked me in the eyes and he said, why do you think your service is worth any less than mine? And I was like, well, obviously, like you're a Marine. And and he he said, your service is worth every bit as much as mine. You are not helping anyone by not getting help. You know, what is wrong with you? And there was something about that that just broke this barrier that I had and made me feel like, yeah, I did serve and I am a veteran and I'm (laughs) eligible for help and I know how to get it. And if I get it, that doesn't mean another veteran won't, because we like to say, well, you know, that's for veterans that did something more serious. That's not how VA funding works. No. They pay per veteran. So you're not taking it away from anyone else. Uh, But more (laughs) than that, you know, I'm a mom. I've got kids that depend on me. I have a family that depends on me. And living every day, you know, in darkness and being angry was having an effect on them. It's having an effect on my husband. So I wasn't doing anyone any favors. And so I did. I went and I got help. I wouldn't tell you that I'm better, you know? <laughs> I still have my moments. I, I think it helps um, a lot
2: for you to talk to people who are in, though. Like, we had this conversation the first time we talked, and we talked pretty great lengths, is you're in, and you, you have these experiences, and when you get out, unless they were there, unless they were in... It's the same thing in the hockey. They're the never going to understand it. You can explain no. it to your blue-in-the-face. It doesn't matter. And What happens a lot of times is veterans take this and turn it into a little rage tumor... And they just keep it down because they feel like they can't talk to people because they don't I mean, understand. There's yeah, I mean, coming home exactly. and, and talking to family, trying to explain to them,
0: and and and, and what a lot of times impossible. But a lot of times, isn't it too? Because as a veteran, you, you want to shield everybody from the horrors. There's horror, that too, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm not, that, and that's the way it used to be, and it can't be that way anymore. Right. That's that. The bottom line is what we're saying, and and, and you guys are saying because you live it. Is that that's. It's 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 bullshit. Right. That's yeah. the absolute the biggest Let's, bullshit. I'm not a combat veteran.
3: No. I will not say I'm a combat veteran. I'm not. I I don't I'm not that but stolen baller guy right. or anything like that, but I do have PTSD. And Stephanie I right. talked about this. I right. almost died when I was in Germany from an abscess tooth. It almost killed me. I woke up in a hospital with staples from ear to ear and I wanted to die at that point. So that traumatic experience I didn't realize how bad it was until it destroyed family relationships, a marriage, friendships. I didn't realize I needed help until I put my car sideways on metal belt because somebody flipped me off and I got out of the car and went after him. That's when I realized I needed help.
0: Yeah, and and, and guys, uh, anybody, guys, girls, anybody out there, the thing is, is it's okay, you know, yeah. when you need help, and and uh, whatever you're coming for help from, when if you want change, there's people out there that can help you. I'm more concerned that we're going to talk more, Stephanie, because what needs, you know, different things that need to be done because there, there there's accountability that that needs to happen, and what I believe is in the we. And, we, and the we is you and 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 all of us to not only talk about it and express where we're at, because it's not right or wrong, it just is. And then we can move on. At least you're giving that respect to the fellow human being. And in the meantime, s- people with a little bit more conviction. Like some people's going to be in there hating life, filling it out and standing in front of the court officers, not because they like it, but because they're that's their service because they don't want another veteran not to have it. Or they're going to ask the tough questions or bring it out to you because this needs to happen. So ask questions and find out. And when you see the veteran guy, ask him how he's doing or say hello or just a little thing like that because it's about the community and it's about being a part of... We're all human beings in this, this, this race, and, and it sucks because we don't have to feel that way. And, and, and at the end of the day, we're always we're, we're going to lose more people, and because that they don't want to get the help, that's fine. But it's the ones that do, that's the ones that we're here for.
3: And it's not just PTSD. It's anxiety, depression, it's everything. MST, all of it. There's physical disabilities people can apply for. If you injured your back, your knee... You know, you got hearing loss, tinnitus. Those are all claims that can be filed but people don't know.
0: So what's the, uh, on, on, so for your, um, Jason, uh, on your end, so veterans are out there with the DAV. How, what, what is the easiest thing for somebody who's watching this as a veteran that wants to give us a call? So what do they do? You can go
3: to DAV.org. If you're in the state of Michigan, you can call us downtown. You can call 313 964 uh, five days a week, reach out to us. And, uh,
0: Start a conversation. Yeah. Start a conversation.
3: Ask the questions. Call you? us, tell us you never filed a claim before. You can go to DAV.org. You can put in your zip code. It'll tell you where the nearest
0: service officers are. How about you, Stephanie? What's what do you but so with all the stuff that you have, what's on your uh, so the fact that they they stole the buddy program from you.
1: <laughs> right? A little and, salty, yeah.
0: No, no, but but, but you here's should be. And 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 here's the thing. Yes, she should be. And the fact is is that if the if it's a right and wrong thing how do we reconvene this to take it to who needs to see hey this is this isn't right you know a lot of the times what are we going to do about it and and you know the fact that that us here at grind time are as much about you know the, the military and the, the people not just it didn't matter if you got blown up it's as if you're serving outside of yourself and, and, and you have that, that life's bigger than yourself and you're about the we, then we want to be involved with you. That's the thing. And if you're not, then Google me because you know what happens next. <laughs> what about you? What, so, what, so what do you do in, in, in the meantime? Because you get punched in the gut. You're not one to stay down.
1: No, I'm, I, so I'm getting a PhD in public policy. One of the the questions I really had is is why is it so bad here in Michigan? Right, and you know why why is it that we're spending all this money, 130 million state dollars a year, and we have like the low, like we have the least number of unique VA patients, the lowest comp and pen rates both by percentage of veterans who are service connected and also by the, the monetary amount they're getting, you know, why is this happening? And for me, it comes back to the fact that there just aren't enough VA ser- accredited service officers in the state of Michigan. So the state of Michigan, so big VA cannot help you file a claim. That's just the it's federal law. So if you don't like it, you got to take that up with, you know, like, there's not much we can do about that. So what states do is they give money to the service organizations to right. pay for people to help veterans file claims so they can get into the VA system and then there's also state service officers and there's county service officers but all VA accredited service officers whether they work for the county the state or the service orgs yep. can help veterans file their paperwork but here in Michigan we've consistently cut funding we don't have enough VA accredited service officers they don't pay you guys enough for the amazing yeah. work that you do and the life-changing work you do. I actually the
3: work, for, work for the DAV national I don't okay, I so don't you're, get paid yeah, through the state but
1: which, yeah, thank they, goodness, DAP National do, yeah, is they stepping do not, in.
3: They do not provide enough money for the service officers and state.
0: And, 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 and we
1: and just this cut is, two million more dollars out is, of that budget. <laughs> so, so,
0: uh, and I'm gonna. Take
1: and this it, brings money into the state. So when we, well, we're not paying, but when we pay for a VA accredited service officer, how much average money do you think? Of, how much federal money does a service officer bring into a state in a year? Just if you had to take guess. I couldn't even tell you. I know some of them. It's over a million dollars. So you 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 pay them a salary, and, and then they help. Michigan residents connect their federal benefits, which oftentimes has a monetary portion to it, and bring millions of tax-free federal dollars in the state of Michigan. So they're
2: cutting the budgets. In reality, they could be bringing more money into the state by having more accredited officers.
1: If we, here in Michigan, had our veterans service connected at the same rates as other states and getting the same sort of compensation, we're talking 800 million federal dollars we're leaving on the table. And this isn't just about money. No. Because along with that money comes access to vocational rehabilitation right. programs, Going back to school, homelessness prevention, mental health care, physical health care—I yeah. I couldn't even name all the things you could be eligible for.
3: Yeah, if you're 100% disabled veteran, there's free hunting and fishing license, discounted license plates, well, I, I property th- tax exemption. Right. So
0: pretty much, you know, and and you know, the one thing that uh, I'm proud to be uh, Michigan's favorite step. Child, because you know what, when it's right or it's wrong, we're gonna get together and we're gonna bring it up and do something, or we're gonna make a lot of noise and we're gonna piss a lot of people off. So
1: I, you <laughs> know, I, I don't That's know. Kind of where you gotta be at this point. I've decided. <laughs> no, it, right?
0: Because and the thing is, is because it's right and because it's about it's morally right or wrong and this to me when it comes to veterans that have given their life and it's and to your point it's not the ones that have just served it's the ones that have gone outside themselves and like you're like whether you've been in combat or you haven't you still serve. You've, you have ptsd we all we all in some sort of way do and so, if there's veterans out there, you know veterans out there, get involved. Um, Disabled Veterans of America, Dav dot org. Um, that's you know a great place to to start. Um,
1: and there's one other thing, if I, yeah, if I could just please, like sure. like and only. You know, just to be clear, I used to be a very reasonable person. It's been years of ad- advocating for this. It's made me a little crazy. Um, but uh, the other thing is we have all these commissions on suicide prevention. We spend so much money paying people set on boards to think about suicide preventions. But there are evidence-based programs that make suicide safer communities. And that's a fancy way of saying there's actual stuff out there that they've proven that's worked that we know that's very low cost that we can do. And the program I'm a part of is called Living Works. And it's a quick four-hour training. Anyone can take it. And it teaches you how, if somebody's in crisis, how to get them safe, how to get them help. And then there's, like, higher levels to actually do the suicide intervention. And the idea is that you can actually make a community suicide safer. And they've done this on some military basis and seen a 20% reduction in suicide. Wow. So this stuff works. Yeah. And I've used it to save lives myself. And this is a training anyone can get. It, it costs $7.50. Where
0: do they go for information?
1: So livingworks.com is livingworks.com. the website. Livingworks.com. And uh, most trainers, I used to be a trainer, my certification has lapsed. You know, I always donate my time and donate my money to get people trained up And this way. One of the things that a lot of people don't know is if you actually know someone that's died by suicide, that actually heightens your risk of dying by suicide. It's actually like contagious in a weird way. Yeah. And so um, it's really important, well, once suicides start in a community, that we usually tend to see more and more take off. And so if you're part of a community that's experienced a loss, one of the most important things you can do is get some training. So if you're seeing it in your friends, your coworkers, in your kids, you know what to do. You know who to call. You know how to handle it. So I love it. I love it.
0: So, you know, get involved. Uh, like I always say is that, you know what, you can hear about it, but do the work. you got to look into it yourself. It's the 2020 you're gonna hear about it. You're gonna hear it. You, it resonates with you. Look it up. Get involved. Don't be a spectator. That's the what Stephanie and Jason here. Um, they're not spectators in this life, and they're out there trying to do the best that we can. I want um, to continue st- to stay with yeah. the ride time because I want to. I want to. I'm looking. This is something that needs to be brought to the attention, and whether it's the if it's as simple as as I always if it makes sense and it's the right thing to do, you, you know, it'll, it'll play itself out. Sometimes you just need to to build the knowledge and it's facilitating the sure. knowledge. And a lot of things I thank you. Um, you know, I'm sorry for your loss for Dan too, but that was that we, we share yeah. the same thing as like, like he says, Nick, yeah. t- tell Jason, I'll, I'll, tell Jason your first, this is, you'll
2: love this. So, so the first time I, I, I met Dan, we were talking at the, the golf outing. We had talked about some different things that we were going to do and put you in touch with the Michigan Warriors and all these different foundations. And I got 100 guys for your golf outing. Well, let's do it. So some time goes by, and I just get a random text message from him that says, do you like backstraps?
0: Like, that's all. That's what that's it, it was. That's it. And then Nick
2: and I'm just like, like, you're my best friend. Yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah, Let's. we're going <laughs> to hang out. We're going to do this some more. And that's kind of how that started the whole the whole relationship. He was, just, he was just that kind of guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. loved life, loved. He always what? He, I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Yeah, yeah. that's how he felt. Yeah, about yeah. him and his family, and okay. it's it's an absolute shame.
3: He had such a positive attitude yeah. every time I talked to him. I mean, it's just, I mean, if you want to take a silver
2: lining it. of that, is the fact that that really started our minds going and really wanting to have conversations about this stuff. Yeah, you know, um, and that's not necessarily the way that Dan went, but. It's a huge problem in our in our country and there's what 22 veterans a day kill themselves. Yeah. Yes. That's crazy yes,
3: That's a problem. It and it's unfortunate a lot of veterans don't know that there's organizations out there to help sure. He's been around this is our hundredth year It's wild, but the disabled American veterans has been around a yeah. hundred years this year Yeah, and I and implore a lot of that, people don't even know who they are right
2: there's any any listeners veterans yeah. you guys are having issues if you want to just reach out to grind time and we'll help facilitate whatever, that's fine. You can do it that way. You know, we have, we'll, Gee, we'll have all the information at the bottom. I'm sure there's a ticker going that'll give you all the information you need, but just take that step and, and yeah.
0: reach out. And, and the one thing is, is that I realized at uh, this point is that if you're, if you've something's off with not only yourself but with somebody else do not be afraid to say something Mm -hmm. you know what like because what's the worst thing that happens they're still alive and they're mad at you way to go right right? and they figure it out Mm -hmm. so better to have them here and upset Right. Absolutely So for Jason Zilke Thank you very much For all you do And for being here Stephanie Zarb Continued success anyway. way Anybody you need me To punch in the face You let me know <laughs> <laughs> Nick Keep your hands to yourself um, That's it for grind time This week guys And no better way To end the show That That You know how many times that you fall down. It doesn't matter as long as you get your ass back up. That's grind time. We love you, veterans. We're out.